0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 87. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you for tuning in today. And the big news at the top of this podcast is that we have a new co-host. Her name is Kona, and she weighs about four pounds, and she's a Chihuahua mix that was rescued from Texas. And I'm speaking a little bit quietly because she's currently napping on the job. So yeah, I adopted her from a rescue out of Texas. They're called Texas Chihuahua Rescue. She's a Chihuahua mix, we're not quite sure with what. I think maybe a Rottweiler, because I don't know, just from her look, I think maybe I'll, eventually get a DNA test for her to to find out because I'm very curious, but she's very little. Like I said, currently only four pounds, and they don't think she'll get any bigger than about eight or nine pounds. And yeah, I literally picked her up this morning. She was on a three-day travel from Texas, and I picked her up at the border in Buffalo, and we drove home back here to Toronto, and um, she's gotten a little comfortable, but yeah, she's having a little nap uh, on my lap at the moment. But yes, this is Kona the podcast dog. She's quite possibly the most adorable thing you've ever seen, and I'm sure you'll hear plenty more about her. And if you follow us on social media, then I'm sure there'll be plenty of photos coming. So today's episode features Caleb Shomo of the band Beartooth, which I guess they would be genreified as a hardcore punk band out of Columbus, Ohio. And they released their third album at the end of 2018. It's called Disease. And they are currently on tour with the band Motionless in White, doing a double headliner. So we met up at their show here in Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall and had a little chit-chat on the tour bus. And Caleb is very cool and and laid back, and uh, I really enjoyed my chat with him, actually. It's funny when you meet people from, you know, very heavy or hard music, and, and they're a lot more normal than you expect and uh caleb's uh, a really chill dude and what i really liked was i could feel his excitement talking about his music and and just being on our podcast which was a really really cool feeling so thank you caleb for that enthusiasm so if you're new to bear Tooth's music let's do the adamantium recommend segment which is five songs recommended by myself that you can check out before or after or just here for My opinion. So, starting with the latest album Disease, I'm going to start with my personal favorite song of Beartooth, which is the song called You Never Know, and then I'm going to recommend the self titled track, which is also called Disease. Then, going back to their second album from 2016, it's called Aggressive, I'm going to recommend the song Hated and the song Sick of Me. And finally, going back to their first album, which was called Disgusting from 2014, I'm going to recommend the song In Between. So, give them a listen if they're not already on your music listening device, and I'm very excited for you to meet Caleb on this podcast. Before we do, maybe you're a Beartooth fan tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time. First of all, welcome, we're glad to have you. Kona and myself are glad to have you, and we would absolutely love for you to tune in again sometime. So we'd be very pleased if you hit that subscribe button. If you have a moment, you can leave a comment and a rating. You can also, as mentioned before, follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, uh, on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison, and on Instagram at the Adamantium, which is especially where you'll find plenty of pictures of our new co-host. Anyways, moving on to today's episode. This is episode number 87 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Caleb Shomo of the band, tooth, from myself and Kona. Enjoy, everyone, and have a nice one. Yeah, we had like a major snowstorm yesterday. It's like the only one we've had all year. Oh, yeah, we were in... Uh... What we were in Grand Rapids, Michigan last
1: night, yeah, and probably. it like I think we, it, we got delayed about like three hours on our drive. Yeah, I think we were supposed yeah. to hit the border at, like five, about five this morning.
0: I heard like parts of Buffalo got like five feet. Yeah, dude, yeah, I heard it's that like, too. Crazy. Yeah, I saw some more. footage like people came and opened open their front doors. <laughs> yeah, like trapped in cars are covered and. Yeah, anyways, but I know we like surprised every year, but <laughs> it yeah. happens every year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, thanks again, man, for taking some time to yeah, no worries, do it, do it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how's the tour been going so far? It's been great.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is like straight up in one of my favorite tours, yeah. probably ever done. I mean, it's just something that we've, I mean, we've never done like a co-headliner like this, and it's just so hard to find a band that you can make that work with because usually it's like management and it's all political and it's like, you know, people are like, who's closing? You know, we need to close more shows or we need this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, with them it was like, hey, you guys want to do a go headliner? And they were like, yeah, sounds great. And it was just, bam. It it went together so quickly down to like, the staging, the VIP thing we do, the set times. I mean, it was just like, no... Egos, you no know, weird power trips. It was just, like, what's going to be the best show for right. our collective fan base. And mm-hmm. that's how it got done. And so do you, guys, do you guys alternate, or does it have... How, how yeah, so we're end? literally each... It's about, like, 20 days, and we're each closing half of the shows. Wow, and that's uh, good, man.
0: Yeah. We're,
1: we're doing it generally by, like, market. Okay. So it's like, you know, we do... a Maybe in the past we've done a little, a few more tickets in New York than they have, so we're going to close New York. But they closed LA because they've done more tickets in LA over we'll the come. time. It's just kind of like that, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But it's been super simple and like yeah. really, really good. Yeah.
0: Well, that's always that's always nice, um, and I mean you are congratulations again on disease i know it's, it's been a little yeah. while now since it's been out but uh, Man, has been, now that now that you've had uh i guess with a little over a year since it came out mm-hmm. uh, when you reflect on it now what kind of thoughts do you have about the album and
1: uh i mean honestly like most records at, at this point in time the point where it's like you've really got to digest it and yeah. do all the touring and the whole bit uh usually i'm kind of like burnt out on Record, right. I'm like, ah, I'm a little, I, I don't know, like things I wish I would have changed and whatnot. But with this record, there's really none of that. Like, really? I'm super proud of that record. Mm-hmm. I really am, and it's kind of a first for me to like have that feeling so strongly this long into the record cycle. But yeah, I'm, love the album. Love the way it sounds. Still, still, absolutely love playing all the songs.
0: So it like, feels, it feels, it's like a complete feeling.
1: Yeah, to, which yeah. I think is like the first time for me with a Beartooth record where I'm like, yeah. this was top to bottom exactly what I set out for, you
0: know? Well, and I, I think personally too, hearing it myself, it, it, it felt like it kind of stepped, stepped up to the next well, thank you. level. Yeah. Um And yeah, I, I, totally understand that feeling too. Of uh, like, I can imagine after playing it every day for however long that you can get that burnout feeling so it's pretty cool to hear that yeah, yeah I still to... just and my this favorite album,
1: part of the show playing those new songs the new songs <laughs> yeah. what,
0: what is your favorite song to play at the moment oh man uh I mean li-
1: probably our song Bad Listener is like my favorite live song okay uh of the new ones uh we're not playing it on this tour but we have been playing a song called Enemy which was okay. super fun to play live But honestly, I think one of my favorite parts of the show is when we play "Disease," the title track. Mm -hmm. I just just love, love singing that song. I actually wrote that song in like, would have been like January or February of twenty seventeen. Okay. So like that thing's been sitting around. Yeah, it's been sitting for a while. So
0: it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, in this album, you know, it's it was it's pretty personal and honest album what made you decide this time around that you wanted to step it up and, and really tell your story on this album
1: yeah i mean i think it was because
0: i really felt
1: like our first album was extremely personal to me okay. and then i don't know i feel like i kind of almost lost that in a sense on the second album like i love that record and you know i'm still proud of the album but it was just like, Things just happened so fast during the first album. Like the record comes out, and then we're touring with Bring the Horizon, we're touring with Slipknot, and we're like starting to do headliners, and it Mm -hmm. just grew so much faster than I thought it was going to. That when it came time to make a second record, there wasn't a lot of time Mm -hmm. because there was so many tours booked and so much going on. Uh, I don't know, I I feel like I didn't quite have as much time to, like, really dive into myself and, like, even know what I was feeling at the time and be able to, like, express that. And uh, so with the third record, I was, like, really, really dead set that I needed to, uh, I guess, just be very, like, intentional with my emotions and, like, kind of, like, just cut the bullshit and just get straight to, like, what matters. And, like, to me what i think and i believe this i have well i know for a fact what our fans think makes a good bear tooth song is when i'm like just diving in being really honest with myself and talking about the shit that i don't want to talk about because in turn seems like that's what most people want to hear about Mm -hmm. is those things that they can relate to that they're like exactly yeah they can relate to it and not many people like really want to talk about it and sing like i guess pop melodies about how you want to kill yourself. It's, you know what I mean? It's just right. like there's, there's a lot of things that uh, I think our fans have connected with that I realized from the first record that I feel like I might have let them down a bit on the second one. Okay. So I wanted to kind of like make sure on this third record it was just all real. And, do, you ever, uh,
0: do you ever get nervous when you're writing those, those songs about how fans or critics might react? Oh yeah, all to, the time. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, like on this record, I mean even... The title track is mega, mega personal to me. Uh, That's a pretty tough one to sing every night. And even, like, the closing track on the records, generally speaking, is usually, like, a very emotional song. Right. And uh, the closer on this record is, like, nuts. Like, for me, at least, lyrically, it was kind of the most intense dive I've taken. And, uh, but still, like... I mean, perfect example of what I was talking about earlier, like, the that song, we get so many people that request to hear that song or tell me, like, mm-hmm. that's my favorite song on the album, I can really relate to it. Right. But I mean, that song, to me, is like I've only performed it for, like, an actual performance setting one time and it was, like, the most it was very emotional. <laughs> it was right. really intense. And uh, we haven't
0: done it since. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just do you ever feel tempted to censor yourself or your your feelings just, you know, out of... Well, I, I absolutely do. As yeah. as the band got bigger, I mean, it, it gets
1: scarier and scarier. Yeah, just because at first, I mean, literally the first album, when I was writing it, I was just like, no one's really going to hear this. Mm-hmm. This is just for me. This is going to live on my hard drive and I might show some friends. And then, you know, all people started hearing it and I was like, screw it, let's try it. And then it got a lot bigger than i kind of expected it to so to know that so many people are going to be hearing these lyrics i guess makes it a lot scarier for me. but at the end of the day i try and just kind of shut that out whenever i'm making an album i just i literally at this point just pretend that nobody's gonna hear it Here. and just try and to write continue. a record yeah. that like i'm proud of and that makes me feel that kind of cathartic experience that i've gotten with the previous records and uh yeah if, if, I just kind of stay out of the way of the internet these days. Yeah, like no, I don't I even, to, I don't yeah. use Twitter anymore. Really. I don't use Facebook. Yeah. I try and use Instagram all I can, but like, I don't know. Yeah. To me, it's just like, if you like it you, like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. That's yeah. totally cool. Like yeah. whatever.
0: <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I just trying and, and kind of go about my business. And, yeah. Every, yeah. Like, that's what I hear from any professionals. You have to stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite song on the album is you never know. Right and, on. Dude. Um, I'd love to hear a little more about the background of that song yeah, and, and love what to talk it's about. about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that track, that's actually a really interesting song, like how that came about. So I had been in LA, uh, and I haven't, like, I like co writing with people, but I haven't done kind of like mass mm-hmm. co writing. It's usually with very specific people. Uh, but I, I went to LA for a, about a month, and I was just out there writing, had a little studio, and, uh, you know, label and like management and stuff I was like, hey, do you want to just try out some co writing? I was like, sure, give it a whirl. Uh, and worked with a lot of people, a lot of people. And most of it didn't really work out. And I was just like, this is not the vibe I'm looking for for Bear tooth mm-hmm. stuff. And then I actually went to go visit uh, my buddy's band uh, called Fit for a King. They were recording in LA uh, with this guy, Drew Folk. Okay. And so I just went to go visit them in turn, obviously, and meet Drew Folk because he's at his studio. And we kind of talk and we're like, you want to write a song? Like, I don't know if you got some time. And he was like, yeah, why not? So a uh, few days later, he came out to the studio I was working at. And uh, we had never, like, really hung out or, you know, didn't know much about each other. So we just went and got a cup of coffee and talked for probably like, two or three hours. And then uh, went to the studio and wrote "You Never Know" in 45 minutes. Wow! Straight up, and that's basically the song that's on the album. (laughs) Like it it just happened so quick. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes like that—that to me is what can be great about those co-writing things. Is yeah, I worked with a ton of people that it just wasn't working and the vibe wasn't there. But through that, I met this one guy that like shit it just clicked and it was like just the perfect uh, meetup of minds to mm-hmm. make a song wow. and like we were both going through a lot of similar things and it just worked yeah. And, uh yeah and you never
0: know yeah. how long the the process takes like, no
1: like, it, i mean dude sometimes, sometimes i've worked, worked on flows. songs for like,
0: like
1: over a year before yeah. and or you get that forty-five yeah. minutes, just I sit once, down with a guitar, and you're yeah. just going, and the lyrics just flow out. I,
0: and, I once heard Billy Corgan wrote Cherubrok in his car on the way to work, like oh, fifteen yeah. minutes or something. It was like sure. yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. don't doubt it. It's like sometimes you just get those moments yeah. that
0: and the rhythms there
1: or something. Yeah, it's like catching lightning in a bottle. It just right. happens. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: And uh, I, I read somewhere that you actually record not just the vocals, but you recorded all the instrumentation yourself. Yeah, originally. I do. It's like a modern-day Lenny Kravitz. Kind (laughs) of, yeah, I guess. I think his first few albums were all self-everything was self Yeah, uh, that's... uh, Honestly, for
1: me, it's kind of like... Well, I grew up playing instruments. I mean, I started playing piano before I can really even remember. You say that's the best way to start. Right, which, that's what my mom told me. Mm, Me too. too. She (laughs) was like, I'm going to put you in piano lessons. You're probably going to hate it, but you're going to thank me later. And I did, and... uh, then I started learning guitar and drums and bass, kind of all at the same time mm-hmm. when I was about like 11. And uh, yeah, and then like so you self-taught in all those, or yeah, I mean I kind of had like some. I mean I learned obviously I had a teacher a bit for piano, yeah. But uh, no, I just kind of learned everything by ear and right. like just I don't know had some, you know our friends and like I we were kind of like the house where everybody would come to play music. Okay. So, like, me and all my buddies would go in the basement. Are your parents
0: uh, musical, too? Or? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. My
1: mom and my dad both are from, like, very uh, musical and creative families, which is pretty cool. And uh, mm-hmm. So, they've always been super supportive of the music. Right. And, yeah, so we, they just let us go in the Similar basement. Similar genre,
0: or would they...
1: Uh, so, my mom grew up in southern Kentucky. So, okay. it's a lot of, like, uh, kind of folk, like, mountain man stuff. Like, right, we did right. a... Uh, We did this EP, like where we did kind of more like folky country-inspired versions of a few songs called. They're called the Blackbird Sessions. You can find them online. But uh, that was essentially inspired. That's
0: in Nashville, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was inspired by like growing up around my mom's side of family, and then, uh, but yeah, my grandpa on my dad's side was like um, a pretty well-known gospel singer. Oh really? He did a lot of like. Harmony-based things, so, and so it's really just kind of in the blood. So, what did
0: they all think when when you were like, "I'm going to start a metal band"?
1: Like?
0: <laughs> uh, my parents got
1: it more than the rest of my extended right. family got yeah. it. Uh, but at the same time, it's like you know, I had un- my uncles were in like rock and roll bands in the right. '70s and whatnot. So, they, I mean, they got it, but I, there was definitely a good bit of like, "What are you doing? This isn't music." Right, right. right. right.
0: Which every generation mm-hmm. has. Of course.
1: Say, yeah. Of course. But yeah, I mean, it's it was like, a, to bring this all back around anyway, yes, I had a lot of support in uh, learning instruments, but I don't, I'm, I always end up being the singer, so it's like, hmm. I don't really have a chance to play anything. I mean, there's one song in our set that I play a guitar, guitar right. and that's it. And I absolutely love to play it. So uh, the records are kind of my like time to get to play again right. and to get to experiment and write music and uh, yeah I, I like, just absolutely love which it. What do you like
0: recording the best?
1: Probably at this point, my favorite thing to record is actually bass. I okay. love playing bass and I love recording bass. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, drums is always cool, but I'm super super critical on tracking drums. Mm. So I usually just beat myself up a lot while I'm doing that, because okay. it's like I'm usually I'm, I essentially am producing myself right. while I'm playing. So I like play you something. You every mistake. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I'm like, like, fuck, yeah. no, do it again, and like just you know, I end up just doing take after take after take. Yeah, I used but, to always
0: I used to always record these videos. Yeah. Of, I would play guitar and drums because I yep. didn't have a band, so I'd record them both and then put them both over top of each other and. I would retake the drums so many times. Yep. And I'd be like, nah, that part wasn't right and then I watch it back, I was like, actually you can't even really hear it. Yeah, and book. you literally can't tell. And that's always <laughs> yeah. what happens. So, yeah, I end up doing like twenty five takes of yeah. Dude, so you get it. Yeah. Oh absolutely. You totally get it. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I just I just love playing instruments and creating music and creating melodies and sonic landscapes or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's super. It's cool. a good time.
0: The I love the uh, the album art too. Mm. Um, and I was wondering if if, if, if if did you have any kind of inspiration on the what it was, or did you have an artist design that for so you? So we've
1: worked with uh, this company called Tension Division Okay. that are incredible, and they have uh, part of them are based in Ohio, in our hometown in Columbus. And um, they've done a lot of bands that are incredible, and they've done a lot of work with uh, Twenty One Pilots. Ooh, we, they're yeah. from Columbus as well So we're friends with a good bit of you know The people involved with them And I'm assuming that's kind of how it all went down But uh, they wanted to do the project We wanted them to do it It just worked out, it was super cool So essentially what how it went down Is like we just got on phone calls And they just picked my brain about the record And okay. I, I literally Would just talk about the song, send them a song Tell them what it's about, tell them what the Point of the album is, mm-hmm. all that And then they just came back to us literally everything in, like uh, I don't know however much however yeah. however much later it was uh, yeah and it was just perfect like they I mean there were a ton of different options and ideas right. but they were like this is what we think it should be like this is from everything you've told us this is kind of like what our vibe is right, right. just thought it was perfect like the you
0: know so you went with that concept yeah the the person with
1: the snake wrapped around them and like the orange and kind of the old like rock and roll style record with like the track list on the front Mm -hmm. and then like just a big band picture on the back and uh yeah it it was like it was really cool (laughs) we dug
0: it like the art style too yeah it's really cool absolutely um and you mentioned about we're talking about touring with Motionless and White so the, the tour is called Disease in Disguise how do you find that the two albums complement each other
1: um truly it is like I mean they complement each other so much better than I expected them mm. to I mean going into this it was I mean it's kind of nerve-wracking because it's like of course yeah I'm talking about fucking Motionless and White like this yeah. band has been a band for a long time they have a serious fan base very big deal so uh you know, to play before or after them, whatever slot we're in for the day, it's always terrifying. Mm-hmm. And even doing like, so the VIP meet and greet thing, we do it together, mm-hmm. like both bands and we meet both people. And uh, You know, every time, at least when it started, you know, you'd see the motionless fan with all the makeup and yeah. the get up and like, okay, this is like a diehard motionless fan. And then they come over to us expecting them to have no clue who we are. And they're like, Oh, you guys are great. Like, yeah. I love your record. And I was like, Oh, like cool. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And, and vice versa. So like we've I guess both of our bands didn't really know how it was gonna go, but it really our fans are like crossing over really well. Just super cool. Yeah. So um
0: And it's great think, for both of you guys to exactly. benefit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and it's like we both get to play to new people mm. and they're both dig both the shows. Yeah. It's just killer. But I think like, you know, their show is, you know, kind of that like just classically great horror metal show. Mm -hmm. I mean, their light shows and outstanding. The difference, so like the differences are they do more like stage props. Mm -hmm. So they have these like barrels and smoke come out of and they have these big fans and we just have like walls of amps. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we kind of tend to lean more towards like the rock and roll side of metal where they lean more towards that kind of like the gothic, you know, horror stuff. And uh, but both of the shows, I mean, they just really have been landing for yeah, both audiences, which yeah, is yeah, it's
0: pretty fantastic. From what I've seen, anyways, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's nothing yeah. worse than than an opener that doesn't work. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But I forget. Like I, they do a lot of coverage for magazines and <laughs> and radio stations and stuff. And they once had me cover a Pink concert. And the hives are opening, which like Whoa. I love the hives. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But man, like the fans were not into it Very at confused. all. Very confused. They were just like <laughs> not just confused, but they were like, like crapping all over it. Oh, like, oh these no. this is like this is this is the worst noise I've ever heard. And oh, I was God. like, these guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like just the wrong audience. <laughs> exactly. Like, totally yeah. wrong audience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean
1: for sure. We were like, this could either be amazing or super weird. Right. And we're gonna find out day one yeah. and like every single months if <laughs> exactly yeah but every single show has just been like man like just two amazing fan bases that that's are super cool. respectful love the shows it's perfect that's like really i cool. mean we literally have been talking we're like how do we just do
0: this all the time like a, a, <laughs> a world <record>. tour or <laughs> yeah. something like yeah yeah it's perfect um you, you even mentioned it too that you've been playing in professional bands since you were like 14. Mm-hmm. I think yep. What do you think you would, would have done if you weren't a musician? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I literally have no idea. People yeah. ask me that and I'm like... I. I legitimately couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, I think I would the try. Whole career
0: decision thing that all no, of us have to I've never do in had high school or job. I, I never apply, had a job. Like a I applied job. to
1: a local pizza place when I was like fourteen yeah. to try and make it's some money for us to go on tour. To yeah, yeah. yeah, and I couldn't get a job. And I've been on tour since. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I guess I would want to do something in like the golf industry. I'm, okay. I'm like, very obsessed with golf. Love playing golf. Okay. And that would be like my next place i would love to work but yeah <laughs> outside of that i got nothing <laughs> i yeah. really don't know what i would do yeah it's i mean cool. i'm it's telling cool. you like music is like for people that really know me at all it's like that's been my your life life in my blood since before i could speak it's just yeah. something that's just
0: implanted in me yeah what were some of your favorite albums from 2019 from last year last year uh Oh, what's the album called? Uh, I gotta look at the name because I don't want to botch it, but the band White Reaper oh, um, put out. Um, so your episode's gonna follow their episode? I No way! Yeah, yeah, I just met um, with. Dude, oh. Uh, what's it called? Oh, yes, I know. Uh, you Deserve Love. You Deserve Love, yeah.
1: Dude, that album is unbelievable. Have you ever
0: met them? Yeah, I'm really like a nice massive dude. fan really of theirs. Nice they're from
1: dudes. Kentucky. They're not oh, from far okay. off, yeah, and we yeah. actually have some mutual friends yeah. through uh, Knock Loose, that uh, the, like hardcore band from yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, they all they kind of came up yeah. in the same scene, and yeah, they're like my god, I am the biggest fan of that yeah, band. Yeah, they're they're it cool. is Insane. So their record before this one, The World's Best American Band. Yeah got me like obsessed with them and i've got to see them a couple times
0: mm-hmm.
1: and at this point that i mean it was just through the internet and through whatever yeah they, like no know i'm a really big fan of there so if i come out we kind of like say hello or right right you know just a quick thing but yeah they're, they're absolutely incredible um did the new dirty nail record come out this year or was that 20? i feel like that not was 18
0: maybe it was yeah uh
1: mm-hmm. but if not i know they put out like singles this year let me take a look here. Uh, master Volume was 2018. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even care. I'm putting them yeah, in there. They're like one of my favorite bands. Thirty yeah. They're, Absolutely, of they're all the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're if, incredible. I think they played
0: here like three times in the last year. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, they're just amazing. But Silverstein, uh, yeah. Who are obviously very good friends of ours. Uh, they introduced me to them on a warp Tour. Okay. And we're like, you have to go watch this band. Mm. And just instantly became one of my favorite bands. And, cool. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Man. Very cool. So well, that's, what
0: are the odds so of that? Yeah, your episode's following the White I know, Rico dude. One. I yeah. can't believe It's so <laughs> sick. Um, one last question, and yeah. uh, it's because I noticed it on your Instagram, and I'm a big fan myself. I noticed that your wife is a big Studio Ghibli fan. She's a huge yes. Studio Ghibli so fan. So yes. were you ever a fan, or did she get you into she
1: it? She has
0: shown me a few. Okay. So I've seen Spirited Away was course, probably... Yeah. That's like mean, the one you have yeah, to be introduced to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, saw
1: that. hell's Moving Castle. Yeah, Totoro. You know, so like Main all ones. the yeah, the like some of the hits. But yeah. uh, she is obsessed. Yeah, she got her. She has an entire. Uh, well, leg i noticed sleeve.
0: the uh, the Spirited Away tattoo. That's yeah,
1: she has an, an entire leg sleeve. That's all. That's just ghibli. That's, that's pure Studio okay. Ghibli stuff. And, Do you have a uh, favorite so far? Or I mean, I think Spirit in a Away was. It just is. It's, like, hard, to beat. it's, it's so, hard to pick. It's actually hard to pick because they're all really good. So beautiful. Yeah. Like it, the story is incredible. I don't even. I. I really need to see them all. I haven't really dove into like the darker stuff yet, um, some which of the, I've heard is like really good. But it's yeah. pretty heavy.
0: Some of the some of the happier ones though are are actually like like one of my favorites is Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Which is really good, and the yeah. other one is uh, Secret Life of Arietti. Have you seen that one? I've not. That one's really good. Secret Life of Variations. Yes. Secret Life of Area What's Arietti. the like? The premise? Yeah. I, like 10 like second premise. It's like she's, uh, like almost like a, a, she's a little person that lives in the walls yeah. of this family. Whoa. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like she's remember like, uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids kind of. thing Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that, um. But then she gets discovered and, anyways, it's really Really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's. And if you're ever in Tokyo, they have an amazing museum.
1: Dude, I have, I've been to Tokyo a few times. Yeah. It's, like, one of my favorite so, places to go. I,
0: it's, I mean, I went last... I was, this time last year, I was in Tokyo.
1: Dude, I, yeah. I actually recorded some stuff on... I did, like, a session in Shibuya for, like, yeah. nine or ten days for a disease. It's a, a yeah. whole other world over there, man. Dude, it, it feels like so amazing. fantasy land. It's amazing. It really does. But, yeah. like, the people there are just so kind yes. and, like, so, so helpful with the fact that, like... I only speak English and they're yeah. just like super cool and respectful a lot of people like, are and it feels like the future <laughs> over there it's crazy yeah, yeah. It, it did. everything there is incredible yeah. my favorite food oh yeah best.
0: absolutely yeah. well man thanks so much for doing this Dude. I really appreciate it yeah, no problem it. It's it's thank you for have letting a me have show tonight eh? appreciate that yeah